Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm very grateful that you have taken some time out of your busy schedule to spend with me today. Hope and pray that this episode, this time that you spend in listening to this episode, will be beneficial for you and to help you in your walk with the Lord. Today we are recording episode 16 of Weathering the Storm. This is season 3. Uh, this particular podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network. And with that, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to check out the Scattered Abroad Network. We have a website, scatteredabroad.org, where you can read about all of our podcasts and and where we are currently located and the work that we're doing. I would love for you to go and visit that. Also, if you have any comments, uh, questions, anything at all, you can email us at the scatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and find us on Instagram, also, we have a YouTube channel that you can check out, and, and there we have a joint podcast where we sit down together and discuss biblical topics. And so again, just a lot of exciting things going on with the network. We would love for you to check it out and be a part of it, uh, in that you can support us simply by listening, uh, by sharing it with others. Most importantly, we, we ask that you will pray for this effort, that we can continue to use this avenue of a podcast to spread the Word of God to as many souls as possible. Today we want to discuss how we can weather the storm when life has to go on. You know, when my my father passed away, there were a lot of things that we had to take care of. And if you've ever lost a loved one, then you know the things that I'm about to talk about, you've been through it. Now, as a preacher, as a minister, I've preached several funerals, and with that comes the, the opportunity, really the blessing of being there with the family. When someone passes away, you can go to the home, you can sit with the family. Uh, if you are uh, privileged enough to preach the funeral service, then you're able to you know, go through and learn more about that person. Uh, what I like to do is ask the family if they had a Bible, and I can go through their Bible, see what they highlighted, see what passages were important to them, and, and try to implement that and make it as personal as possible. But certainly my goal in that is to comfort the family, and a minister is to be there. Uh, whether physically, uh, certainly spiritually speaking, uh, for that family as they go through that. But I can remember on several occasions uh, going with the family, maybe to talk with the funeral director, or maybe to talk about um, you know, the funeral arrangements, uh, certainly even times to go and, and help them pick out a casket. And those are some difficult things to do. But in that moment, you understand that these are necessary things. Life has to keep moving forward. There are things that you have to take care of. But, you know, it was different when it was my own dad. You know, it's my own father that I'm having to go and pick out his casket. And just a few days before, I was sitting down with him on the couch watching the World Series game. And so it was very different for me. But I realized, you know, life has to go on. And then, of course, there are the medical things. There are the uh, financial things that happen. Uh, We're currently trying to work on their house and trying to help them clean it up, clear it out, things of that nature, hopefully sell it very soon. Um, You know, and just going through all of these things is, is the process that you have to do when somebody passes away. But, you know, when we got back home, I told my wife, I said, you know, life just does not care that we're going through this. You know, it's not like you can hit the pause button and say, hold on just a second. 
let me process everything. Let me gather myself, and then we can move forward. No, you know, five thirty Monday morning still came, and uh, really, I've, <laughs> I've I've struggled these past few weeks to get up and get going, uh, because of course I, I teach Bible at Georgia Christian School. I have two children that are at that great school, and so having to get up uh, with the help of my wife, get their their lunches ready, get them dressed, get them in the car, get them buckled up. And I got about a 30-minute drive to the school, so I got to get up and get moving. And life doesn't care that you got to get up and get moving. Life does is not going to stop and say, oh, okay, it's okay. I know that you're going through something, so we're just not going to worry about this. No, bills still have to be paid. Uh, you know, a lot of things just still have to be done. And so life doesn't care. But there does come a time, as we talked about in our last episode, kind of closing out that series on the grief cycle, where acceptance kicks in, reality kicks in, and you understand, you know what? I just got to keep going. I got to keep moving forward. But you know, that can be a storm. And so I hope to help you today if you are weathering the storm and you realize, you know what? I'm struggling, but I know that life has to go on. I'm just not sure how to do it. Or... What's the value, really, of moving forward? If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. In just a moment, we're going to look at something here I believe that will uh, you know, directly correlate to this discussion. But I want to begin with an illustration. My father was a World War II enthusiast. He loved war movies, war documentaries. Uh, when he passed away, we went through uh, his DVD collection, and I've got a whole bin full of World War II and even Civil War documentaries and materials. He was just obsessed with it. He loved it. He loved history, uh, specifically when it was you know the World Wars and things of that nature. And so he always taught me and my brother growing up the importance of you know June 6, 1944. Or December 7, 1941. And he would always talk about these important dates, you know, D Day, Pearl Harbor, whatever the case may be. And he was just very in- interested and intrigued by watching these documentaries and hearing people's stories. Uh, and so, December 7, 1941, of course, was uh, Pearl Harbor when Japan attacked America. And this year, December 7, 2021, at the time of this recording, was uh, yesterday. And that marked the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And I certainly thought a lot about my dad yesterday because of, you know, all the the discussions we had about it and all the documentaries I watched growing up with him about that. And I was able to watch one with my son last night. That was pretty special, um, teaching him about the importance of that and and the history of that. But, you know, I was watching that and, and the individuals talked about how everything changed after that. But that life had to go on. And then, of course, if you've ever seen the movie Pearl Harbor uh, with Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, and others uh, that came out, uh, one of my favorite movies to watch. And you may recall that, that Ben Affleck and uh, Kate Beckinsale were, were in love. Well, then his best friend, Danny, that came along, uh, kind of came into the picture when uh, she thought that her, her, you know, Ben Affleck had, had, had died. And so she tried to move on, and, and she uh, be, fell in love with, with his best friend. Well, long story short, at the end of the movie, uh, Danny comes and saves 
Ben Affleck's life there, but then he dies. And Ben Affleck tells him, you, you can't die yet because you're going to be a father. You're going to be a daddy. you got to live. you got to move on. And his friend Danny looks him in the eye and he says, no, you are going to be a father. And in that moment, he was acknowledging, you know what, I'm not going to make it, but I want you to be there. I want you to help be there for my son. And the movie ends with Ben Affleck and, and his little boy, and of course they name him Danny after the friend. And he's just walking out in the field with him. And this innocent child is a reminder that life has to keep moving forward. And they get up in the plane and they fly around. That's how it ends. And so when I was watching that movie last night, I couldn't help but think about, you know, this podcast episode and and just the fact that, you know, their life has to move on. You know, babies are going to be born. Uh, new New things are going to happen. There's just... You read the book of Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, people die and then other people come up and take that business or take that field or take that house that somebody else once had. It's just a cycle that keeps going. And so we've established that life doesn't care. You know, you have to keep moving. There are things you have to do. But I just want us to think about that as a storm of life that we face. What's the point? What's the value of moving on? And what impact can that make on the lives of others? to the glory of God. By now, hopefully you've joined me there in Acts 16. I want to pick up there in verse 6. Here we have Paul and Barnabas, of course, going around and and doing uh, great work. Here we have Paul and Silas, uh, specifically because of that division over John Mark when chapter 15 ends. And so uh, you have Mark and Barnabas sailing, and they go to Cyprus. Then you have Paul and Silas. And that goes through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So Paul and Silas are here. And we notice in verse 6 of Acts 16 that when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. I find that incredible. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go. There was some reason why they were not able to go but as we think about this this idea, this concept of life has to go on, what if Paul and Silas would have said, well, we're not able to go. We're forbidden to go, so let's just uh, let's pack it up and go back home. It's, you know, it's not even worth it. You know, I, I think about Paul a lot when he went through these missionary journeys. If he didn't have moments where he just had to dwell in the past— This is what I did before. I persecuted the church. I was responsible for the death of a lot of Christians. I, you know, I persecuted the way he viewed himself as the chief of sinners, but life had to go on. He had a mission. He had a purpose to keep moving forward. I wonder if this would have spiraled him back into some, some bad feelings. Now he's being forbidden to go. Again, life has to go on. So how's he going to respond to this? Well, keep reading with me. Verse 7, it says that after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. And so again, well, here's another opportunity I have, but it's taken away from me. How am I going to respond to this? How is Paul going to weather this storm, knowing that life has to go on? He's got to keep moving forward. It feels like these doors are being shut all around him. You know, when you think about your situation, your storm that you may be facing, it may feel like everything's crashing down. Nothing seems to be going right. You just don't understand. But then you get to verse 9. 
says, A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And so when one door closes, another door opens. A chapter in your life ends only for another chapter to begin. You know, when my my dad passed away, that was certainly a dark time, a dark chapter in my life, but that chapter's ended. And now it is a new chapter that's beginning. It's a new opportunity to move forward. And that's kind of how I'm viewing this. Well, think about that with Paul. You know, here's Paul, and he's had some doors closed. He's had some difficult chapters, some difficult times to try to navigate through. But now there's an open door. There's a new opportunity. Life has to go on. The gospel is to be preached. Souls need to hear it. Paul takes advantage of it. I want you to know as we walk through the rest of this chapter how many lives were changed and impacted because Paul understood life has to go on. I've been dealt some difficult times. I'm handling some adversity, but i got to keep moving. i got to keep going. First, we, we read about Lydia. There in verses 11 uh, through 15, it says that, uh, when they sailed from Troas, they ran straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis. From there they went to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. They were in that city for some days, and they came on the Sabbath day, went out to the city of the riverside. Prayer was customarily made. They sat down and spoke to the women who met there, and a certain woman named Lydia heard them. Of course, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It says that the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Now, this was not miraculous. It just meant that her heart was open to the words that were being said. It wasn't a direct operation or anything of that nature. But rather, she heard the word of God and it pricked her heart. Her heart was open to that truth and she responded appropriately. Verse 15, when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she persuaded us. And so a life was changed. A soul was saved because Paul knew the importance of moving on, moving forward. Even when those doors were closed, this one has been opened. Did you catch also they were in uh, Philippi? Yes, we're talking about the same location where Timothy would have worked. We're talking about the same place where Epaphroditus would have been. We're talking about the congregation of God's people who'd be started there in Philippi and thus we have the book of Philippians written to those good brethren. <coughs> so you see, we wouldn't be reading the book of Philippians, wouldn't be reading about the church of Philippi, if Paul wouldn't have taken this opportunity to go and preach the gospel there. You continue on and you find that Paul and Silas would be imprisoned. And of course, they're thrown into jail. But we find there that they are singing praises to God. And the prisoners heard them. So picking up in verse 25, this is at midnight when they're doing this. There was a great earthquake, and the foundation of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Keeper of the prison awakening from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul said to him with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm. We are all here. So he called for a light, and he ran in, and he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, if Paul and Silas would have not taken the opportunity 
to go to this location, this man and his family would have not had this opportunity to hear the gospel and be saved. But Paul told him, he said, you must believe. That's your first step. Then verse 32, they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who are in his house. And so that includes preaching the entirety of the gospel. To hear it, to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, to repent of sins, confess with the mouth that he is Lord, and to be baptized into Christ for their remission of sins. That is the plan of salvation that you find in the New Testament. Here we see that's exactly what took place. He took them the same hour of the night and he washed their stripes. That shows repentance. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. And so as you think about the lives that were changed, the lives that were impacted here in Acts chapter 16, whether you're talking about Lydia, whether you're talking about the jailer and his family, whether you're talking about a church, a a congregation of God's people being established in this city, none of that would have happened if Paul didn't take advantage of the fact that life had to move on and he had to move forward. And so for you and I, there are doors of opportunities awaiting us. But you know what? If we get stuck in neutral, or better yet, if we get stuck looking in the past, and we don't appreciate the fact that, hey, I've got to keep moving forward, we may miss those opportunities. We may miss an opportunity to help someone else. We may miss an opportunity for a lot of joy to come our way. So when you and I are struggling, when we're battling, and we're striving to weather the storm, when life just has to go on, yes, there's going to be difficult times. Yes, there are going to be setbacks. There's going to be letdowns. But listen, if we'll live every day for our Lord, it will all be worth it. And I want to close with 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. The Apostle Paul, right into the bread of the Corinth, he says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Life has to go on, but let's live our lives to the glory of God. Let's live every day the way that God would have us to do so, and let's help people along the way. Yes, life has to move on. Yes, life doesn't care about our problems and and what we're trying to go through. Let's live every day the best that we can, and let's have the right perspective. And let's make sure that we can live our lives in such a way that we can find that joy that is needed. The joy that not only we need for ourselves, but for our families, for our friends, for our neighbors, for for those around us who are lost. And they need something to help them pick up and, and move forward. Let's be that shining light. Let's be that example. The salt of the earth and the light of the world, as Jesus says to his followers, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Life has to go on. Let's accept that. Let's move forward with a smile on our face, knowing that ultimately this life will end and we can open up our eyes in eternity, hopefully to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And we can enjoy the thrill, the glory, the splendor of heaven forever and ever with our God. Life has to go on, but we can weather that storm with the help of God above. I thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, 
And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.